0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Evolving Your Destiny. I am your host, Destiny Garnett, and I am very excited to get into this week's conversation. So last week I spoke a lot about self-acceptance and acceptance of others. So this week I wanted to get a little bit more in depth on what that really entails. As I really emphasized, acceptance itself is so freeing in so many different ways and aspects but it's not always the easiest thing to practice like i'm gonna be honest with you it's not and especially depending on just everything your being your your perspective of life your experiences your subconscious your beliefs um It's always going to be different for everybody because everybody sees and hears things through essentially their filter of perception, like whatever they believe is happening based off their experiences in life and what they have learned and stored in their subconscious. If you're anything like me... That can be very difficult when you first start out. Now, when I talk about self-acceptance, I don't mean just the good stuff. And I don't mean just the good stuff about you or other people. Acceptance is probably my favorite thing that I have learned about and begun working with and really began practicing. But it was also one of the hardest And it still is a challenge. Like I am by no means anywhere near perfect. I am still continuously learning and evolving. I am just sharing what has gotten me from where I used to be to where I am today. So when I first really started learning about self-love and self-acceptance and all of that stuff, I really like I thought it was bullshit to be a hundred percent honest with you like the saying oh you you have to love yourself first or no one else is gonna love you and you had me as a 13 14 year old girl who was oh cool I have to love myself first so I'm just apparently screwed because I hate myself and I was I got very stuck in a very negative mindset from a very early age and especially because smartphones had just been coming out and social media was slowly becoming a thing like we were shifting from myspace to facebook and you could see each other's like top three best friends on snapchat and There was no Snapchat stories. It was just sending them to each other. And just, just back when this was first coming about. And this was my middle school days. And that was really when my mental health took a turn for the worst. Where I really began to get absorbed in it. And fall deeper into it. Especially because of other people and what I was seeing online. Um I also ended up creating a Tumblr. So then you had the Tumblr almost like romanticizing hating yourself and I hate to say it but like romanticizing literally like self-harm and feeling suicidal and like things like that and as much as I know that these things can be triggering to talk about And I completely understand those triggers. I think that these are important things that need to be talked about. Because granted, I am very thankful for my experiences and going through what I had gone through. But I really wish that I would have had somebody to sit me down and talk to me about not only energy and how our energetic makeup works but how our mind actually works. So here you have younger 13, 14-year-old Destiny who is just getting absorbed in all of this negativity and being mean to myself and hurting myself and, and really just putting myself on the back burner, trying to fit in with everybody else. And I never really had like a solid group of friends like people always have like those best friends that they've been best friends with for years I was never that like I was people's friends yes but I was always like the background friend or like the backup friend and we would get close when like they were fighting with their other friend but as soon as their other friend they made up like I was out of the picture again like I was always that back burner person and looking back now like it was I can't even really be upset because I really wasn't even being myself anyways. So, like, I was trying to force myself to act a certain way and fit in with these people that I went to school with. But because it wasn't the real me, like, there was just a lot of resistance and inauthenticness I guess like if you're not being yourself you're obviously you don't feel good you're you're putting on a mask you're these are lies and you become like stuck in this ball of like I hate to say the word negative but negative and I don't mean that in a term of like oh it's bad I just mean it's negatively charged when I speak of positive and negative like I'm using it from a very scientific approach of this is positively charged and this is negatively charged because from my standpoint and my viewpoint, and again, like everything I say in these podcasts, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to believe them. I'm just offering perspective and sharing my beliefs. But from my views, I believe that positive and negative things literally are one and the same. As within, so without, as above, so below. I truly believe that on this third dimension where we are here to learn all about unity that it is very much filtered through the separation and duality in which we learn what unity really means but you have the yin yang positive negative feminine masculine like or masculine feminine whatever order whatever way you want to say it it's all essentially the same yeah anyway so when I say negative I just mean it's like negatively charged or or you could replace that with the yin or you can replace that with feminine or whatever word you would want to use I was just I was wallowing in so much of that and it showed like it gave off in my energy fields and it definitely created drama it definitely created like I said resistance and blockages and just because I believed I was really convinced that everyone was always gonna have a closer friend than me and I was never gonna be anyone's like number one best friend and every single friendship that I got into I would believe that and I would be scared of that and then I would see proof of that and it would happen and of course you know like as a teenager I'm st- I was way too stuck in my emotions and being caught up in that sense of rejection to step back and realize what was actually happening. And, like, this carried on not only in middle school, but, like, this carried on up until about 20 years old. Like, that was when I really started... Actually, shifting my energy and realizing and removing a lot of the beliefs that I had about myself when I really started diving into self acceptance and self love. Because I realized while I was sitting there and preaching about self love and learning to love myself and I am who I am and blah, blah, blah. I was still very much using it as almost like a scapegoat. Oh, well, I love myself and I accept myself. So I'm going to do this even if it hurts somebody else. And if you don't like it, then too bad because I accept myself for who I am. Or very much using it in a way like trying to figure out how to word this without being contradictive. And that's a little bit difficult because like, yes, with acceptance, you're not necessarily changing anything. Like you're accepting yourself exactly as you are. You are accepting other people exactly as they are without changing anything, like just accepting them without resistance, without using excuses of why you can't accept them or whatever the case is. But there's also like we're humans. So we all make mistakes like we all have things that we necessarily we could be better if we if we change them or if we unlearn them or if we shifted them or like we all are on a journey of evolution where we are evolving and we are learning and growing and whatever our soul wants to experience and learn from is what we're going to go through. And if you're not learning the lessons, you're just going to keep going through the same exact pattern, the same exact thing, the same exact situations and feelings over and over and over and over again until you finally begin to see and understand what the lesson and meaning really is. So, point here is that I found myself using self-acceptance and self-love as an excuse to treat people poorly and I was I I didn't know that I was doing that like I wasn't doing it intentionally it wasn't like oh I'm going to use this as an excuse and I'm just going to treat you like crap anyway I genuinely thought that I was practicing self-love I was like, here I am. This is me. I'm obnoxious. I am this. I am that. I'm a bitch. I have very blunt and harsh opinions, and I speak my mind without thinking too much about what I'm going to say. And while, yes, like some of those aren't exactly bad qualities, it was always about knowing when to use them and how to correctly use them instead of just at the wrong place at the wrong time or wasting it on an emotional reaction to my external environment or whatever the case was. And I feel like this is a very important conversation because if I thought that, I can only imagine how many other people think that. But what I have come to learn about self-acceptance and self-love, and self-discovery, and any other whatever you want to consider it. The more you connect with and spend time with yourself, self-acceptance, and self-love, and self-discovery, it really becomes about unlearning everything that you have learned. So unlearning any of the beliefs that you absorbed from your parents or your environment growing up. And this alone has been proved with science that for the first seven years of our life, our brains are actually in the theta brainwave states. During the first seven years of your existence, your brain is solely in its subconscious because they are still in their absorption years so you can speak to them and that's great they're gonna they're gonna absorb your words but they're not necessarily learning from what you say to them because they are absorbing everything they're like like the first seven years of your life you are a sponge you are learning about yourself you're learning about your role in this world and this life and your role in your family you're learning about other people you're learning about money you're learning about work you're learning literally every possible aspect of life and of self you learn about and and those first seven years are really important when it comes to your programming and I know that that's not something that most people want to hear if you're anything like me and you have a childhood like I do. Uh, <laughs> it can be a difficult one, and it can be i I can't even say that because it really isn't that hard. like yeah, it 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 is, but it's it's not. It is a lot easier for me to be honest with myself and to face my fears or face the things that were holding me back than it has been for me to run away from them and continuously project them onto everybody else, blaming everyone else, consistently finding drama or anything that I could blame my frustration on or just let it all out at somebody and scream at them and, and say it was their fault or they did this or they did that and woe is me and pity party like almost no responsibility for myself or my actions or my words or my feelings but what there was was okay this is who I am and because I believe that I can't be helped and I can't be a good person and I don't deserve love and I don't deserve connection and I should be ashamed, and I'm gross, and I'm I'm this, and I'm that, and all of these limiting beliefs and doubts that I had about myself, I just left them. And I thought, okay, well, these have made me the person that I am, so this is who I am, and this is who I accept, and this is who I love. And everyone else just has to deal with it. But that was so far from the truth. So far from the truth. Because... I was nowhere near my truest self. I mean, like I said, I'm grateful for my experiences and my journey, but I see now that I really wasn't practicing that self-love and acceptance. Because, I mean, self-love itself is loving yourself. It's being there for yourself. So when I was taking time out of my day to... Cry or get upset because someone wasn't answering me or giving me emotional validation I was neglecting myself just in that act alone Just by seeking validation from an external source I was neglecting myself and I was neglecting that need for love and comfort And I was blaming it on somebody else But it's nobody else's job to take care of me It's nobody else's job to establish that bond and connection from myself with myself. And I am by no means saying that you can never crave attention or validation from somebody else. Because as humans, we didn't come here to do it alone. Like community is a thing for a reason. We do need support and love and acceptance from others as well. But when I was only seeking that love and acceptance from the people around me without giving it to myself that's where it became neglecting my own needs because I was expecting somebody else to give me something that I wasn't even giving myself that I was denying within myself it's something honestly that has to be experienced and that is why I'm sharing my experiences and I want to share little tips and things that are going to get you thinking and get you questioning your beliefs and what you just naturally go about and do as a routine now because most of the things 90% of what you do in a day is habit and 90% of your thoughts in a day are habit and habits can be changed they may be difficult but If you actually start in increments and just slowly start changing, it's going to begin to just rapidly pick up the pace on its own. The more you build those positive neural pathways in your brain, where you are thinking positive, where you are thinking expansive, where you are thinking open-mindedly, where you are thinking forgiveness, where you are thinking love, where, where it's good for you and it's a thought that is producing those good feelings. Those positive neural pathways actually begin to interrupt and break the negative neural pathways. And then the more positive you build, the more used to the positive neural pathways your brain becomes and the easier it becomes. Now, obviously, if you're like me and all you've known for the first 20 years of your life was negative, you're going to have a difficult time at first beginning to come out of that. But it's baby steps, it's increments. And so when I first started really beginning to observe and monitor like my behavior, my reactions, the things that I could control, but I had been blaming on other people, it took me probably, I want to say close to like six months to really get my awareness up. I would practice meditation, I would do meditation five minutes a day. And I would do that for five days and then I would take the two days off. And it helped a hundred percent. And I noticed myself, I would catch myself just about right after my emotional reaction was just about to subside. And then slowly and slowly, the more I would bring my awareness to my own actions and to what I didn't want myself doing the more frequently I would be able to catch myself. And then I slowly began to be able to catch myself before I had the emotional reaction. So I would be able to step back and say, whoa, hey, wait a minute, what is going on? What am I feeling? What is this bringing up for me? Why is this bothering me? Why do I feel like this needs a response from me? Instead of just living in that, fight or flight. And I know so many of us are used to living in survival mode. You get used to survival mode. And it's comfortable there. It gets comfortable there. You may not think that it's comfortable there because you're like, no, my girl, I am not comfortable. I am broke. I'm insecure. I'm lonely. I can't figure out why I'm stuck in this loop. But the truth is, is that your subconscious is comfortable where you are. And if that wasn't true, you wouldn't be where you are. So this can be a lot for someone to take in. And I know how in denial I was. So if like I am triggering you or you're just getting frustrated, like I apologize But it needs to be said. It needs to be talked about because I'm not trying to call anybody out and I'm not trying to trigger you. I'm trying to help bring your awareness to the fact that you have so much more power and control over your life than you realize. So back to my middle school experience, when I said I was too young to realize what was happening, yeah, I was, I was 13, I was 14. I didn't realize that my belief, my belief that I wasn't good enough and that no one wanted me to be their best friend, like I wasn't going to be able to attract that best friend, that, that valuable of a friend, or at least hold on to them, that belief was then proved true by the universe every single time. Let me ask you something. Have you ever experienced a time in your life where you believed something? You truly, truly, to your core, believed something and it was proven not true. Chances are you can't. Because if you believe something to your core with all of your being... It's going to show up in your life. No matter if that's a positive or a negative belief. It does not matter. If you believe it, it's going to show up. The tricky part is that the subconscious, its main goal is to keep you safe. So like all of our subconscious, it just wants to keep us safe. It's not trying to limit you and hold hold you back by blocking your money inflow or by causing you to get tired every time that you know you have something important to do. Your subconscious, again, wants to keep you safe. So if your subconscious believes that you are safe with no money and that you are safe struggling and that you are safe lonely and that you are safe sad and rejected and abandoned, then that is where your subconscious is going to keep you. How do you shift that? Well, you begin truly, it's, it's a really, it takes an honest conversation with yourself. And it might be an honest hundred conversations with yourself and it should be. It should be an honest conversation with yourself every single day for the rest of your life because you deserve that. You deserve that authenticity. And you deserve that type of a bond and relationship with yourself. But first, it, it's about being honest about how you got to this point. Seeing how your thoughts and your beliefs matter. Because they do. Every single predicament and situation and scenario that occurs in your life every single day is a result of your energy. It's a result of your beliefs. And now obviously there are some things that are out of your control and there are some things that mesh because there are 7 billion people on this earth. So that means there are 7 billion realities that are coexisting at once. So obviously there's meshing that happens and realities merge and and beliefs merge and all of that, but that's a whole another conversation. The point is is that your thoughts and your beliefs hold so much more value than you realize. And while it's easier to blame everybody else or it's easier to blame your parents or it's easier to blame your past or or it's easier to blame whatever excuse you want to make up, really, any excuse. Because with the subconscious, the subconscious wants to stay hidden. It's very sneaky in that aspect where... It will find anything that is occurring in your reality to blame and shift its focus to because that is what it knows. So it's not going to be 100% clear when you get triggered at a situation that really... It's not even upsetting you in the moment, but it's upsetting something that happened in the past. So you're interpreting what is happening right in front of you as something that happened in the past. And that is where the fight or flight comes in and it kicks in and the subconscious takes over and it goes into protection mode. It wants to protect you. It doesn't feel safe. So the subconscious comes to the forefront and it takes charge and does what it does what you have learned to do to feel safe and for everybody that is different for some people that's screaming at somebody for some people it's completely shutting down and dissociating um or maybe it's having a mental breakdown or maybe it's an anxiety attack or whatever you have learned as a result of your environment growing up is likely what will be your subconscious defensive states, and As you begin to really bring your awareness to what is my defensive state, you can then slowly begin to catch yourself when you feel yourself entering into those states. Because it's very hard, once you're in that fight or flight, it's very hard to step back and view things from a more open-minded or expansive perspective because you're in that fight or flight, you're in the moment. All you know is what's happening right in front of you. You're not looking at what it really means. You're not looking at what is really happening. You're looking at what your brain thinks is happening and how you are just in that moment of autopilot of survival. And that is where self-control comes in and it can take a little while to really build up that momentum to get it to the point where you're not even entering those states, but That's the point of the journey. Everyone's journey is different. But it's really important to have this conversation about the subconscious because you can read all of the self-help books in the world. You could perform and go to every single workshop that is available to you. But if you are not doing the inner work and you're not getting your energy flowing and identifying any limiting beliefs you have or whatever resides in your subconscious, then nothing really is going to change. And I'm sure that there are many people, maybe it's you, maybe it's a friend that you know, where they've tried to go for something and they, they do it step by step and they follow all of the steps and it's still not working for them. Why? Well, because there is something in their energy blocking it. And this is hard for a lot of people because most people don't want to admit that. And another good way of being able to see, actually, this is a fun exercise. <laughs> so real quick, I want you to think about, think about somebody who gets on your last nerve. And I want you to think about every single trait that they have that gets on your nerves everything that bothers you. Or maybe it's multiple people. Maybe it's just one single trait that you notice in a lot of people and it drives you crazy. Something that really brings out an emotional reaction in you that just really aggravates you. Now I want you to think about this trait and think about times in your life that you have embodied this trait. Or that maybe somebody else embodied this trait but directed exactly at you rather than just them living and that is where the subconscious gets sneaky because you can think oh I'm just aggravated because this person is rude and they don't know how to just ask for what they want but then you take a few steps back and you start to realize and you're like hey I'm a little bit indecisive. I have a hard time determining what I want. Anything in your life that triggers an emotional response within you, look at it deeper. So yes, you can look at what is happening right now in this moment, but look at it deeper too. Look at why it is causing a charge within you. Look at what emotion it's charging within you. Look at what thoughts are popping up. Are there any memories that are popping up? This is a Really good way to begin figuring out what resides in your subconscious. Really bringing that subconscious to a conscious level where you are aware of it. And I see a lot of people, especially recently, self awareness has been on the rise. Like obviously we are a collective. So the more people that become self-aware, the even more people that become self-aware. But self-awareness on its own doesn't do much. So if you're only practicing self-awareness, you're probably going to be really frustrated because you're going to be aware of the things that you're doing that are either sabotaging or limiting or just you don't want to be doing them or they're out of alignment with you or whatever the case, that self-awareness isn't going to do much besides raise your awareness on it and bring it into your consciousness. But in order for you to actually be able to move that energy and do something with it, you need to bring in that self-compassion, that self-acceptance, that holding that space for yourself exactly as you are and so obviously I was talking about when I thought that I was practicing self-love and acceptance and that I wasn't what I really mean by that because obviously it's a good thing to take pride in who you are and take a stand and say yes this is me and if you don't like it then you can go somewhere else But it's not good to take that and use it as an excuse to stay the same way that you are already unhappy with. So yes, while self-acceptance and self-compassion and all of these things come into play for where you are, absolutely. And have compassion and have understanding for why you are the way you are and what things have factored into creating those blockages or those limits or those thought patterns or those fears or beliefs or whatever the case and so it's a balance of showing that compassion and acceptance but also bringing in now we bring in the self-accountability holding yourself accountable, holding yourself to what you know you can do and you can be and not using excuses anymore, not using blame shifting or a victim mindset, which is very easy to get stuck in. I was stuck in a victim mindset for a very long time, a very long time. And just to go a little bit more into depth on me and who I am, I am also a sexual assault survivor. So that was at age 14. I also was diagnosed with depression and anxiety at 14. I was also diagnosed with PTSD at 15. And then I was I was misdiagnosed with bipolar at 14 and then re diagnosed with borderline personality disorder at 19. And now I am about to be 23 years old, and I do not have any of those same thought patterns, any of those beliefs, any of those almost like pity party, just very everything that came with that victim mindset. And now don't get me wrong, I had every right to be upset, to be insecure, to feel the way I felt. And I'm not saying that you don't. Because everyone has a right to their emotions and to their existence and to their way of life. But what I am saying is that you don't have to accept the beliefs that you have about yourself if you know that they were inflicted by your environment and they aren't your truth. And trust me, you'll know. Like you will know. All those years that I spent, I was laying in bed all the time. I wouldn't leave my bed for like two weeks at a time. I wasn't showering. I wasn't brushing my teeth. I wasn't brushing my hair. I wasn't socializing. I ended up in truancy because it was my junior year of high school. Like, very, like I said, I got very absorbed in... Those negative neural pathways and those negative mindsets and the victim mindset in the blame shifting in. It's everyone else's fault that I'm like this, so I'm just going to keep being like this and blaming everyone else and treating everyone else like crap, and then wondering why everyone's talking bad about me or everyone's fighting me or whatever the case. My, and my point for sharing this is. Those things that I went through, they were not easy. And I don't share them looking for sympathy or looking for a pity party. I share them because I went through them and I thought that I was never going to make it out. I never even thought that I would see the day that I was an adult. Never mind the day where I felt comfortable in my body. Where I loved myself. Where I was happy. Where I was feeling good. Because I didn't think that existed. Up until 20 years old, my belief was that that didn't exist. That happy, wealthy lifestyle was only for privileged white folk. That was what I had been taught. That's only for them. It's never going to be for you. You have to... Exchange all of your time for chump change and you're likely going to have to struggle your entire life while also hating yourself and being full of insecurity and doubt and limiting yourself to what you think is available to you. So those are my beliefs and because I held those beliefs, everything in my life proved those beliefs to be correct. Because the universe is not biased. The universe is not trying to punish anybody. The universe, if you've ever seen The Secret, which is a documentary, a movie, whatever. If you've ever seen The Secret, they refer to the universe as the genie from like Aladdin. You rub the magic lamp and you have the genie. And the universe essentially says your wish is my command. So your beliefs... That you, and I'm not saying, oh, well, I consciously believe that I want to be a superstar because you may consciously believe something. But if your subconscious believes that you're not good enough or that you're safe struggling or that money is not safe or that being seen is not safe, because that's a big one being seen then just because you have that conscious belief doesn't mean it's going to happen because in your energy, there are things preventing you from moving to that space. And that is why that inner work is so important because you get that energy flowing. And now I'm not saying you have to be this positive person who's only ever positive and only ever happy and... Only doing things that make you feel good. Well, yes, I support you only doing things that make you feel good, I believe that it is completely unrealistic to be positive 100% of the time because, as I said, I believe that positive and negative are one and the same. So there's always going to be the balance of the two. It's not about ridding yourself of the negativity so much as it is shifting the negativity. You don't have to pretend that you don't have this big giant ball of rage inside of you. But what you do have to do is make sure that you're not projecting it onto other people or that you're not self-sabotaging by holding onto it or directing it at yourself. Then you find, okay, where where does it stem from? Where does it stem from? Where does it stem from? Because there's a lot of things that build up over time. So you follow the breadcrumbs and the breadcrumbs lead deeper and deeper and deeper until you can get to that original core memory that created that core feeling or belief or thought or whatever it is. So it's a process and it takes time, it takes patience, it takes the self-compassion and the self-acceptance and the self-awareness and it takes all of it combined and some days you're gonna wake up and you're gonna be a miserable just rude ass having an awful day not a good vibe to be around and that's okay that's all right you don't need to direct it at anybody else sit with yourself hug yourself Say, what is wrong What is wrong today? What is bothering me? And it doesn't matter if something comes up and you say, oh, well, that's stupid. That's from my child. No, whatever comes up, allow it to come up. Allow yourself to realize, hey, just because someone else said this doesn't matter or that it was a long time ago doesn't necessarily mean that that's true for me. And I'm going to look at this. I'm going to feel whatever emotion is arising with this. And I emphasize the word feel because I know if you're anything like me, it can be very easy to intellectualize your emotions. So what I used to do is when an emotion would come up, I would get lost in conversation and engaging in any of the thoughts that came up or the beliefs or the memories or whatever it was. But that is actually avoiding your emotion. It's intellectualizing your emotion because emotions aren't located within your mind. Emotions aren't located within your thoughts. Emotions are located within your body. So while yes, you can observe what thoughts are surfacing, try not to engage with them. And if you find yourself engaging with them, that's okay. Just direct your attention back to your body. Bring yourself back into your body. Which may sound easy, but it's a difficult thing to do if you've never done it. And at first, you're going to notice a lot more discomfort than you usually do because most of us dissociate from our body. So we don't really feel our bodies pains or messages or when it's trying to communicate to us because we just brush it off as body pain and we ignore it. We're just too stuck in our minds. But our body is always communicating with us. Always. It's always trying to speak to you. And there's really as much as I wish that I could give you like a guidebook to, ooh, when you feel this, it means this. And when you feel this, it means this. It's a very intuitive and personal practice because everyone's body is different. Everyone's experience is different. So the way my body communicates one thing to me is going to be completely different from the way yours communicates it and the next person and the next person and the next person. But I definitely think it's important to develop that relationship and learn what that means for you to come down into your body to practice that self-acceptance with everything that surfaces, including when you start to really allow your emotions to surface and begin diving into them. Before we wrap this week's podcast up, I do want to share that I have a five-day free workshop coming up that will be April 11th to April 15th, Monday through Friday, And it is called Step Into Your Truth. So it is very similar to what I'm speaking about on the podcast, only I am going to be live every single one of these days and I am going to be engaging and sharing more tips on how to get your energy flowing and how to really get to the root of these limitations or blockages or feelings in general And really just learning the practice of getting into your body and getting into your authentic self. So if you are interested, definitely come check it out. You can find the link to the Facebook group on both my Instagram, which is Evolving Your Destiny, and on my Facebook page, which is Evolving Your Destiny. And the Facebook group for the workshop is just named exactly that. Step into your truth. But I wanted to share because I am very excited and there is going to be some giveaways and some goodies that are included throughout the five days as well. So if you are interested, definitely come sign up. Come introduce yourself in the group. I would love to meet you and hear from you and I look forward to seeing you. If you feel called to join. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to share with a friend or feel free to send me a message on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or even by email. I would love to hear any feedback that you have or any experience of your own that relates to the podcast or Anything. I would love to hear from and connect with you. All right, guys. I'll see you next week. Bye.